I need you all to silence your cell phones. I need you all to hold your applause. And most importantly, shut your damn mouth. Yeah, I said, if you didn't hear me again, shut your damn mouth and know your role, because United Wrestling Podcast is live. Bye-bye. I'm your host, Dustin Destruction, my co-host. The shape still, baby. And a very serious Dave. <laughs> you guys are talking so low, you have to go to the funeral. It's some pep here, Jesus a, a Christ. Very, a, very, a, 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 a very serious Dave, I like that. Oh, you're being yeah. so damn quiet, too. I'm not being I'm Bro, I'm talking, like, loud as fuck. Well, I'm having iPhone issues, and you don't see me. We live, we conquer, and, well, we do whatever we do on this podcast every week. <laughs> I don't That's know what that, that is at this point. Uh, we, we eat, sleep, and destroy people on repeat? Who are we destroying? Oh, so we're not destroying Ourselves? anybody. We're, t- we're ranting about the great product we watch weekly. Yeah, Ugh. doesn't want to watch anything else and ignored my indie wrestling thing. So, yeah, we're stuck on Raw and SmackDown. Right. When did I, because I, I, Alan it gets upset about certain things. I didn't, I didn't ignore. When did I ignore that? Anyway. Bitch. Got any announcements? No. Except for if I ever get my iPhone working, well, I can actually listen to iTunes better for other people's podcasts. So try to hit me some links. And, well, if I can get to work, there's that. Anyway, boys, shall we talk about Monday Night Raw? Let's talk about it. Boy, let's do it. Can we not? Let's do it. I just want to point out real quick before we get started that if you hear criticism, it's because, well, we're not the ones agreed. Lowest rated Raw, non-holiday ever. Like ever, that's like embarrassing. ever, like ever, ever. Yeah. Holy. That's shit. not falling on a holiday day. Damn. Wow. The reports came out that, and that's. <laughs> God damn. Vince, you done fucked up. So it's gonna be kind of hard to uh, say too many good things. Well, um, I mean, it's like I, I, I love like uh, I love seeing like people's optimism and hope, but it's just like, dude, it shit sucks every Monday. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love like. Oh, it's not that people be being like, oh, it's not that bad. Bitch, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Dave, you're the one that lied tweeted it. What did you think? What was your mindset to see for that <laughs> Raw? I wanted to turn Raw off. That's how bad it was. Well, in your defense, you weren't the only one it looked like. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know it's well, bad when another podcaster wants to t- turn Raw off. Well, well I mean, podcasters like, are just people too, just behind a name and a mic. Well, so I, mean, I don't you, exactly it, know how that's bad, but if you uh, <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the ratings, a lot of people did turn Raw off. <laughs> uh, they got like a two point one. God damn! That's wow, awful. That's horrible. Um. Well, I guess uh, we go through the show. Um. We start off with the goddess Alexa Bliss. Yay! Yay! She announced the Money in the Bank participants on the men's side. If you correct, correct me if I'm wrong, it's what? Strowman, McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, and Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet. 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 Then in SmackDown, it was Finn announced. Andrade, Ali, Randy, and Randy Orton. And Lars. No, Lars wasn't in it. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah, Lar- Lars wasn't in it. Oh, that's surprising. A lot of rumors supposedly had him in it. <laughs> What do you guys think about that field? <laughs> well, I mean, I know for a fact Ali, Finn, and Ricochet are going to make the match pretty damn good. But other than that, I'm not quite sure who's going to walk out and win. Uh, well, we're not doing a prediction show right now. I'm just curious about the field. Like, is there anyone that you have a hunch will win? I would like Finn to win because I think Finn needs to hold another heavyweight title he didn't really get to do his universal title run correctly due to injury i think it's long time for him to have a new one 
you think they give Strowman in it for two years in a row? Either of you? Oh, God, I hope not. I really Please, hope no. Not. But, I, I mean, mean, it's like, I, I, I got the hunch that, uh, Baron Corbin! I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I actually, honestly, I got the hunch that Drew's gonna win it, actually. Yeah, Drew's yeah. been groomed. I mean, be... but then... I mean, but then also, if the rumors of Finn getting a big, you know, main event summer push is true, then he'll win it. Yeah, until I see action towards a Finn Bauer push, I don't. Yeah, believe. that's why I said rumored. Yeah, that's why I said rumored. I don't, because... I don't believe that shit until I see it nowadays. Anyway, but... if it's booked right. <laughs> but I, I, I still think I got that hunch. It's going to be Drew. Yeah, um, that's who I'm going with. Because I don't see anybody. I mean, Strowman's. Unless we're gonna get the eight million Strowman push. Oh God, please. No. I like Strowman, but it's overplayed this time. You know, he's he's fucked up on him twice. I don't think anybody's interested in a Strowman push anymore. Nope. Well, he's fucked up, and he's fucked up. You know, if he was a little bit better attitude backstage, maybe he would have been WWE champion by now. But yeah. For, and I mean, I mentioned that because reports came out that he would leave shows early. And especially with a guy that hasn't you don't done do anything. That, Ron. Shut up. Anyway, Dave, I, sorry, Dave, you're cutting people off a little too much. So, um, yeah, in the wrestling business, you don't do that, especially for a guy that really hasn't paid any dues in his career. You know, and I'm not a wrestler, so I don't know, but something tells me Triple H was pissed off with that, and that's why his punch, punch, push, <laughs> his push has not happened very well because. There's one thing you don't do, and that's leave shows really. Unless you're Brock Lesnar, he can just take a personal jet right out of WrestleMania. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, you, and another thing you don't do is you don't show up late. That's another mm-hmm. thing you don't do. Especially when you're as young in the business as he is. Oh yeah. yeah. Undertaker probably can get away with it, or someone like that, but not Strowman. So yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get that. So that's the Raw side. Up next, we have oh fuck. I'm sitting here like Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet and Strowman. Baron Corbin! <laughs> How many times do we have to see Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre tag with each other? Well, let's see. We've been going... Oh, I think we're going on about six months now, actually. <laughs> I'm thinking it's probably around almost the year mark now. So, why not? Let's just keep fucking doing it because everybody wants to fucking see it. We but hey, on the good note... Monday night, it looks like Baron Corbin and Drew are about to be done tagging with each other, so there's that. Well, and at least Bobby Lashley wasn't in it. Yeah, a thank God. <laughs> um, it's just like, this is the reason to get low ratings. It's like, we've been seeing this for months now, when they originally started attacking Braun Strowman. Like, this has been going on for, since Corbin was GM, really. I mean, when was that? That was months ago, actually. Oh, God, I can't remember. Hey, he was a GM, like, <laughs> almost but, a year it, ago. It, it's like, it's a simple basis, because if you think about it, it's like, you want to sit back and wonder why Raw is getting the ratings that it's getting. It's because, literally, if you look at a Raw card, take this one, hell, take one from six weeks ago. You Maybe are for not, WrestleMania. They're doing that WrestleMania matches all day. It's like, you... Uh, it's like, you look at Mania, you look at look at the Raw, Raw for the last six months, including <laughs> WrestleMania... And literally, it is hard to tell the differences. You cannot <laughs> tell. And it's like, you expect people to literally tune in to literally the same shit the, every week after week after week. It's like, dude, that's like going to work every day. You want to do it, but you don't want to do it. I mean, 
And eventually, you're going to call out a couple days because you just don't feel like doing it anymore. But Alan, me, the internet fan, Raw was pretty decent. You can't do that to shut Raw. Up. It was okay. Shut up. No, you shut up. Anyway, <laughs> we're not going to mock fans. They're all entitled to their opinion. So, even if it's an awkward opinion. It, it's just funny because it's like, I mean, like I said, I appreciate optimism. I mean, I, I like optimism. and But it's just like, can you honestly sit here and tell me a difference between the two? Like, well, the last three weeks? Maybe he's Vince McMahon's, like, long-lost son. I don't know. <laughs> or grandkid. But I just said he's entitled. He obviously thinks the product's good. So I mean, that's... honestly, if you, if you can sit there, and like I said, I'm not knocking on your opinion, but if you can sit there and week in and week out and watch Monday Night Raw and think that there's that it's good, I, I applaud you. I really do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I say... That brings up another argument I'll bring up after Raw. And it's based off opinion, too. But, yeah, so, like Dave tease, what they might finally be splitting up that tag team. Thank God. Finally. So, does that mean Drew McIntyre's going on some weird face turn? I, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, it looks like it. It could work. <laughs> Maybe. It could. But, if booked right... Um, I don't, I don't know, because both of them, you know, both Corbin and Drew are, you know, really good heels, and it's like, I could, I can see maybe McIntyre working as a face, but at the <laughs> same time, then it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I don't see it. It's like, it's, it's got potential, but it's like, I just don't see it. Yeah, Drew has like this cocky, like, persona, you know, psychopath thing to him. I just don't see that translating very well to being a baby face. I, I don't know. And Baron Corbin is just unlikable gimmick-wise. I like him, but obviously say, I, the majority don't. I mean, because seriously, though, who doesn't love Baron Corbin? Oh, we all love Baron Corbin. Especially when a dude's, you know, streaming on Mixer on his free time. <laughs> he streams on Mixer, too? That's what he streams on. I Mixer. thought he streamed on Twitch. Oh, oh he streams on Mixer? Nice. All right, you guys want another match that we've seen 8 million times up next? Boy, the give Usos it. versus Gallows and Anderson. Oh, oh. boy. God, it just keeps Another going match. In their defense, it hasn't wa- happened in a couple months. Well, Vince probably dug up the old scripts and was like, oh, here's a match I haven't done in a while. <laughs> so I'll do it. I'll do it this week and, well, for the next six weeks. Oh, well, I guess the positive for this is Anderson Gallows actually got TV time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course they lost. Of course. Um, but well, it's like, it, you have a team like that. I mean, and I know, you know, everybody gets their pushes at their times, but it's like, what have Gallows and Anderson ever actually done any fucking thing since they've been back in no. WWE? No. I mean, how how have they not at least had a run somewhere as tag team champions? I mean. I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounds like to me like the writing team is a bunch of nerds. <laughs> well, I'm... Gallows and Anderson turned down a contract again, so they're not going to be winning at all. Well, I mean, just like the revival did. Well, so. they're probably they're probably on their way out the door. To be honest, then they're both. Yeah. The revival turned down a five-year contract, hence the segment that happened right after this. Well, good for them. It's a shame that at least that's what reports say. Until it's confirmed, I'm just saying that's what early reports yeah. are. You know, so take it how you want, but that's what I've seen. So both of them. And, you know, the way they're getting booked shows that. 
So, yeah. The segment after, after Usos cut Dash peeling back hair off Dawson. Yeah, I was like, okay, let me, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me touch on this for a minute. You waste TV time and people's time, just lifetime in general, that we're never going to get back, by the way. Once time's gone, it's gone. You waste people's time watching the revival shaving each other's backs. <laughs> exactly what in the bluest of blue hells... I mean, you know, like you said, if the reports are true, they're, they're turning down contract offers, then obviously that's just like burial punishment. But seriously, you don't expect somebody sitting there watching Raw to turn off the channel when you see one of the best tag teams in wrestling doing nothing more than shaving each other's backs. I mean, Alan, you enjoyed that segment. You I, love the revival. I, I do love the revival, and the way they're being booked is criminal, but it's just like, and you wonder why, and you can honestly sit there and wonder why, I, I don't know how you can sit there and wonder why, excuse me, that people are turning Raw off. This is why. That is because... And why superstars are wanting to leave. And, you know, I don't, I don't blame any superstar that wants to leave, because it's like, you're having segments, wasting television time, wasting talent time, with a shaving segment. That's almost as bad as the Natty Fart segment from, like, years ago. Anybody remember that? <laughs> or Drake yes, Nathan himself. Or, or, or it's like, I mean, and, and you wonder why you have all these top-tier talents wanting to leave, and you wonder why people are turning off the TV. It's because of stupid shit like that. What, are we going to have an uh-oh segment next? <laughs> no, that's just you. You're I was not, like, not, un- not unless they hire you. Which will never happen. Speaking of, so. speaking of hire... Well, did, did you guys read the... Um, Initial uh, backlash cancellation report. Also, yes. about about not only the having to do with the Saudi show, but because it fell on the night of the Game of Thrones finale. And it get destroyed. And Vince did not want what? To go, Vince did not want to go up with that because people, no, people I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I mean I can't blame him for that at all because it's like you know how many people are going to be watching that. You think people are going to tape that and watch backlash? No. Well, you know Vince is going to blame the Raw rating, too, because of the NBA playoffs. He's well, going like, to blame it on that. I mean, but it's Except like... There, bad booking. There, there comes a time... There comes a time when you honestly... You can't blame it on, you know, Monday night this, Monday night that, play, blah, blah, blah. There's going to become a Game time... Game this. I mean, there, there comes a time when you're going to have to be the one to step up and be like, you know, this shit sucks. Yeah, you know, football, Monday Night Football, and you know, the NBA exist in the Attitude Era, and they still did pretty good. They still drew in numbers. Yeah, they had record-setting numbers. Hulk Hogan was still drawing numbers in against their sports. Why can't they now? And, and because, well, damn it, I don't book the shit right. Hey, that's just an excuse. Yeah, it's like you're just you're, you're just making an excuse so you can continue to do the same thing next week that you did this week. Yep. I'm sorry, that's an excuse, because we've seen eras where they have no problem getting ratings in when Monday, Monday Night Football or NBA Finals or whatever is going on. Or hell, so. even Major League Baseball. I mean, there, yeah. there there's things on Monday nights back throughout the years that they've competed with, had, had no problem, because they actually gave a shit. Yep. And that's just, the, that's just like the topic of today's WWE. The state of WWE right now is shit. No, you, you, you can't sugarcoat it, and, you know, it's like, if you honestly expect people to keep their attention span for more than an hour, because it's like, alright, you watch the first hour, you have a good opening promo or some, some shit like that, and then you want to keep people's attention for the rest of the hour by having the Revival shaving each other's backs. It's like, 
how do you expect to keep people's attention that way? Or you have a match that we've seen for the last six weeks. Yeah. And it, well, don't worry. The next one's just the same thing. <laughs> this TV of Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to take this one. The... I was really, really hoping when Miz came back to Raw that they were going to do something different. And what do they do? They bring Shane out <laughs> and attack the Miz, put Potato Face on the screen, and now a Money in the Bank we're having Miz versus Shane in a steel cage match. Why? Uh, WrestleMania, I would say it looks like it was just a film to get a Raw card. It's even looked like that right. more because we're getting all these great WrestleMania matches on Raw. But it's like, okay, you know, I mean, first off, the Miz and Shane feud is personally one I don't think should have ever happened to begin with. No. But at WrestleMania, you know, you had that really cool spot at the end of the match with, you know, the you know the Miz doing something definitely out of his comfort zone. The Miz doesn't do shit like that. That should have been the end of it. That should, yeah. that should have left, you should have left it right there. Because it's like mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. They're going to have a. They're going to have a. a it's, it's a cage match. Obviously, there's no DQs. All that bullshit. So, you know, the only thing logical is Shane's going to jump off the top of a cage. So this is going to win, and so the rivalry can continue. Say, and then well. they're going to have a third. They're going to have a rubber match. I guarantee it. And <clears throat> but it's like. I, I, I just don't understand. It, it, it makes no sense because it should never have happened to begin with, but you had a cool spot like that at WrestleMania. That should have been the end of it. But, yeah, we're getting this at Money in the Bank, which it's not like a, 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 you know, a false count anywhere match like they had at Mania. It's a fucking cage match. So, <laughs> literally, the only plausible thing is Shane jumping off the cage. That, and you know damn well Lashley's going to get involved in somehow. No shit. Oh, so, okay, so wait. So the rubber match is probably going to be a triple threat match. Miz, Shane, and Lashley. <laughs> like, or a 201 handicap match. Oh my that's God. what I was thinking. Or, or that, yeah. That's, that's more actually plausible. Because Lashley's on his own now, so because Leo Rush is in trouble. So That's because Leo Rush is an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. He's an idiot. And it's like, you take tutelage from a guy like Triple H, who probably tore you a new ass when you did the whole... Emma thing when she got released about Oscar, and mm-hmm. you didn't learn from that. I mean, you're going around mouthing off saying you should be a top guy when <laughs> you haven't done anything to earn being a top guy, and you're not even okay. close. It's funny how his old tag team partner Patrick Clark's doing successful because he's been going around in Belvantine <laughs> Dream. If no one remembers him from Tough Enough, he's doing pretty well for himself, and he's at what going around running I mean, his mouth. I, I guess did, 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 did Leo get called up too early? Did he not? I mean, uh, I don't know if it went to his head or whatnot, but it's just like, dude, you have done nothing remotely even close in the WWE to be warranted walking around saying you should be a top guy. God, did he take lessons from Enzo? He barely did anything on the Indies. He was very new in the Indies before he got signed. I mean, what, he, did he win the top prospect tournament in Ring of Honor? Like, other than that, I'm... I mean, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, I guess, I, I, I guess he got signed too early, and he didn't, you know, he didn't... I mean, and I'm not saying you can pick and choose when you get signed. If you want to get signed and somebody offers it to you, you're going to take it if you want it. But, I mean, did he not Did he not grit and grind enough to, you know, get a little bit of humbleness in him? Or it, was it just like, hey, I'm, I'm here now and, you know, I'm at the big time and, you know, I'm good on the mic, so I should be a top guy. No, dude. It doesn't, work. No it doesn't work like that. But can I can I can I take this next one on Raw 
please. Go right ahead. I want to take. I want to take the uh, Lucha House Party versus for the second week in a row. We kept the same name, by the way. Write this down. The Viking Raiders, and it's like, okay, first we go and we don't we don't know their fucking names for like three weeks. They're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. They're two damn dudes that dress up like Vikings. Let's just leave it at that. And then, you know, they're one of the best tag teams on the planet if you want to talk about it like that. But correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this the same match for the Viking Raiders last week? Except last week wasn't a match. They attacked them and that was it. Okay, but, but point being, they've had the same interaction with these two twice. Yes. And let me get this straight. You're trying to build up on the main roster the the uh, War Raiders. Shut up, I'm going to call them by their real name, damn it. <laughs> and you're trying to build these guys up by having them destroy a fucking cruiserweight jobber stable. <laughs> and I guess. It, it, okay, so <laughs> that should have been, again, last week should have been the end of it. You should have had them do their attack on the Lucha House Party last week, and then this week... Put them against fucking, you know, put them against the Usos or some shit like that. You know, change it up a little bit. Make them go for more high-profile tag teams. But yet, you waste time building them up on a team that literally, I don't know, I mean, hell, there might be a a million Lucha House Party fans, I don't know, but that really nobody gives a flying shit about. It's like, and people are supposed to gain interest in that? Because it's like, I don't know how long the match was, but if I had to take a guess, it was probably under five minutes. They it was roughly the, about two. Okay, there you okay, there you go. So you take ninety seconds, basically, and ninety seconds can be forgotten like nothing. And it's like people flip on the channel. Oh, it's the War Raiders versus the Lucha House Party. Let's flip over to the, the NBA game. Oh, flip back. Oh look, the match is over. How is that supposed to gain any momentum or interest in that tag team? So they're really using the big guy philosophy in the tag team division up, jotting people out for weeks. Essentially. They're pretty much doing the Braun Strowman, like, Lars Sullivan thing just in the tag team division. Yeah, it's like the last week they ambushed, or they beat, you know, they, they, they decimated the Lucha House Party, not even in a match. And then this week they have an official match, but it lasts less than three minutes. <laughs> and you obviously you know Hanson and Roe are not small chickens. No, they're big guys. You look at the Lucha House Party, who are literally three fucking cruiserweights. And (laughs) and another thing, it's like how how is that like supposed to be? I know one percent loved that match. Well, Dave loved it. No, I did not. It was big guys being little guys. But it's like how is that supposed to make it believable? It's not uh, the the purpose of a team, especially like the War Raiders. You want to build them up as a strong, dominant team. But yet, destroying guys who weigh literally under 205 pounds is not believable. Shut up, damn it! Yeah, I, I don't understand that book and the War Raiders at all. But, hey, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but, alright, up next is now the women's Money in the Bank. Yay! Um, you got Natty. This is Ross side. I'm still getting smacked down a bit. You got Natty, Alexa... Dana. Uh, Natalia. Oh, my God. I already said Natty. Um, Alexa. Naomi. Natty. Brooke. Yeah, it's Dana, Dana, Natty, Alexa, Naomi. Yeah. Uh What do you think of that field? This really grinds my gears, and I don't... (laughs) Okay. So, instead of giving Ruby Riot 
a chance at Money in the Bank, you put Dana Brooke in there instead. Please explain to me why you feel the need to put Dana in there versus Ruby Riot. Let me explain that. New face, at least. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I have no like. Honestly, it's like if you're talking, if you're going like that route, Naomi and Natty shouldn't be in it then, or at least, or or at least, or at least Natty. Alexa should not be in it. I mean, I'm happy she's in it only for the fact that that means she's healthy enough to compete in a match like that. But it's like it's cool to see Dana in there because obviously, you know, she's been she's been tossed around like doing nothing literally. Yeah, and it's cool to see her getting some type of exposure. So you know, there's that, but it's like, I mean, aside from uh, Dana Brooke, I really don't think there's that much like you know pop and pizzazz in the women's title for Raw anyway. Yeah. All right, then let me ask you a question. If that's the case, then why not? Why are we not throwing Alicia Fox in there if we're just throwing new faces in? God, you're a worse Booker than Vincent Man. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that's terrible. Good God. Yeah, let's leave Alicia where she'd probably show up drunk, hit her head on the ladder, and... I was like, how are you going to put Alicia Fox in a match like that when she shows up to house shows drunk? That that would be pretty much like a reward, not a punishment. Well, I don't know. When she's knocked unconscious in the ring, she stumbles into a ladder and can't do a spot right because they're being intoxicated. Yeah, we'll see what kind of reward that is. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I said, you know, I'm happy to see Alexa in it only because of her health, and that means she's good to go. And then it's like, it's cool to see Dana in there because she's a new face in the picture. And other than that, it's just like, eh. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I'm not huge on the field of either of the bank, money in the banks, to be honest. But um, I I love Alexa. You know, big fan. She don't need to be in there. Natty don't need to be in there. I mean... Why not put someone like Nikki Cross in there? Yeah, that's what I, I it's like Nikki that makes or sense. you know I agree with Ruby Riot or Sarah Logan. And Any of them could you know deserve a chance. Yeah, Alexis had weight. You know, she's had plenty of towel shots. I know it's been a while, but you know I don't think she's gonna. I mean, if they win it and give her a second one, it's like I don't know. It doesn't. I mean, it. What I, I wouldn't put it past their booking right now. I don't want to say she's healthy. It's been a while. I mean, I can see Vince wanting her to have one more run. Well, not, I mean, another one, I should say, not one more. Yeah, it's like another, I mean, it's possible, just like on the men's side, it's possible that we could see Strowman do it again. Oh, or, please, it, no. Corbin. Or, or Corbin. I don't think Corbin's going to win it. I, I mean, think hell, he's unlike. I mean, hell, with the way Vince is booking shit nowadays, I could see fucking Randy winning it again. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, you, you know, that's the thing about it, is like, you have potential in, you know, all this, all this stuff that we talk about, but it's like, you end up reverting back to, you know, safe. You revert you, you, what you think is a safe zone, but it's really just the same old shit zone, to be honest. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but we'll talk about the predictions, obviously, later. I mean, what? Money in the Bank's win? I don't even know what it is. Maybe, I'd say it has to be coming the next week or two, I'm assuming. Up next, it's probably one of the best parts of the show. It's the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. Yay, kids, come with me. <laughs> Firefly. <laughs> and that creepy freaking doll. That doll is awesome. He painted That's a sick. picture of a house burning down, pretty much relating to the Wyatt compound. I wonder what that, I wonder what he's trying to like, illustrate. Uh, it, it seems to me like Has he's trying, it, it seems to me like he's trying to illustrate that like, because like when he did the chainsaw with the old picture of him, I mm-hmm. guess he's trying to like imply that that part of him is dead and burned and gone, 
And it's like, I watched... This is why I think this is the Firefly whole bullshit thing that he's doing. I think... This is why I think it's going to be really, actually really good. Because if you watch... I watched that, like, little thing back, like, three times. Because I was, like, analyzing it, right? And it was like... You, you look at, he starts it off all cheerful and playful, and then, you know, he's talking and he's doing his picture, and the word of the day is psychopath. And it's like, wait a minute, why is that the word of the day? <laughs> and then, you know, then he, then he reverts back to fun and playful, and then he puts his picture up, and then he's talking about, you know, that's all for today, but all you need to do is let me in. And he gets all serious and shit, but then he snaps it again, right back to the fun. It's like, He's doing it so well that it's intriguing because it's like, wait a minute, is he fun and playful or is he sinister and sadistic? And obviously, it's oh. the, the point of it is to be underlined to, to be both. But it's like on the outside, he's all cheerful and playful, but on the inside, he's all like weird and shit. It's fucking genius, actually. It is. Yeah, it's intriguing. I'll say. I mean, I was skeptic, but it's kind of like is he gonna play like uh, cross like role character where he's like psycho where he one week he's gonna be old Bray Wyatt and this week he's gonna be like the weird happy-go-lucky Mr. Rogers with a big beard I mean because it's like <laughs> it looks like that he's like he's trying to pull off like a, a split personality character mm. and it's like one you know it's like he's got the one personality that's all cheerful and playful and loving and caring and then it's like you got the cult leader side on the other side and it's like he can switch between the two personalities flawlessly. It's weird, but I, I'm digging it. I am too. I mean, so what do you think, Dave? I mean, it's pu- it's pure genius. I am digging the character in the gimmick reboot. I think it's actually going to give Bray some life and maybe for once an actually decently good push, as long as booking is done correctly. If Vince doesn't decide to screw it up in a week or two. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I know there's a lot of his higher ups that aren't happy with the character now as it stands right now and hasn't even done anything except two vignettes. And it's like, I can see Vince like killing it dead because of like pressure from them. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen because it's actually got some intrigue and honestly, one of the best parts of raw nowadays. That's all hit. Honestly. <laughs> oh, and Sammy. Oh, and Sammy Zayn. Yeah, Sammy's great. I'm loving Sammy work right now. But, all right, up next, we got Alexa versus Naomi. Oh, this match, this match is entertaining only because of the shoe tying and the <laughs> ref not allowing her to tie her shoes. But it's like... This, this Wait, is, seriously, that was a like, like, this is my part thing. of the match? Yeah, this is my thing. She, she, was, she was dressed in her um, Moment of Bliss attire that she had on... You know, for her t- for her segments, and it was like an impromptu match type thing, and the whole angle of the match was that her shoes kept coming untied, and the referee <laughs> would not let her tie them. So, but it's like, wait a minute, what kind of booking is this? <laughs> you're taking two amazing women's wrestlers on your roster, and you're having them have a match based on the fact that one of them can't wrestle because her shoes are untied. <laughs> What are we fucking five? <laughs> I mean, say that's why we get it. That's why you get a two point one. And then like, she, and then like, she, you know, she loses, and she stands up at the top of the stage, like with a sad look on her face and her untied shoes in her hand because they come, they eventually come off, 
and she throws them down and walks away like a temper tantrum. <laughs> I mean, it's like literally when you watch Raw, you need to have a sign like all, like you see all the memes. Who booked this crap? <laughs> and that's that's true because it's like, you know, Alexa and Naomi are both great talents. Alexa's a five-time women's champion, but yet you're booking her as the fact that what she can't tie her shoes. I found that to be highly entertaining. Just saying. But it, so, it's, it's the insult. It insults your intelligence. This is true. Because it's like you know, if you watched, if you've watched over the recent years, you know how good Alexa and Naomi are. Yes. And, and it's like you have a woman who's a five-time women's champion, and you're trying to build up money in the bank, but yet you're having her have a match where she can't tie her fucking shoes. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like that. That I'm sorry. That has Vince written all over it. Oh shit. But it's just like, dude, seriously, who booked that crap? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I mean, I've been wondering this for a while now. Up next, Alexa and Lacey Brawl. You mean Becky and Lacey? <laughs> yeah, see, the whole Alexa tying her shoe things. So, yes, Becky two builds and Lacey Brawl. I mean, there's not really much to that. Just No. Or no. build up, it's kind of just like that feud's kind of, I don't know. I mean, literally, it's like that feud has been nothing but that, and it's been, it's honestly kind of stale at this point. Okay, nothing but sucker punches. and Yeah, it's like, okay, we get the yeah. fact, okay, we get the fact that Lacey can throw a nasty right hand, and it's like, we, we get that, but we've seen it like two, three weeks now, two or three weeks now, and you're supposed to be building this matchup, but it's literally the same build up every week. Which I know you're trying to build Lacey as a top star. I mean, it is cool to see someone new, but is this really the way to do it? By doing literally the same segment every... I mean, but then again, <laughs> that seems to be a trend here of... Oh, yeah, there's a couple. I mean, the next match... Yeah, let's talk about that. that. Let's talk about the next match. Let me, let's, uh, we got Ugh. Ryder and Hawkins <laughs> against The Revival. <laughs> correct, me if I'm, just... correct me if I'm wrong again here. WrestleMania 35, MetLife Stadium. We saw this match. Obviously, Ryder and Hawkins became tag team champions. The yeah. very next night at Raw, Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center. Saw this match again. This past Actually, Monday, we saw it last week, too. This, 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 this week, we see the match again. I'm noticing a big trend here. They build a revival like they're going to win the match. Like, shaving each other's uh, back here. Yeah. Oh, it's like, okay. I mean, and then let's talk about the fact that, again, you put the tag team titles on somebody new, and... Your idea of building their run is by having them face every week the guys they beat at Mania for it. It, it it's like yo, I mean I, I really I really think I'm gonna go like enroll in college and get my IQ back because I feel like every time I watch Raw my IQ drops because I'm literally trying to comprehend how the fuck you can sit there and book the same shit week in and week out and expect people to watch. I, I I don't know. Bro. Um, it uh, it all doesn't make sense. And then yeah. and then one more thing. Well, I know I'm gonna skip over something here, but we'll we'll talk about the good part after this. Samoa Joe vs. Rey Mysterio again. Again, I'm taking this one. <laughs> it's like, but it, it, it's following the trend here. I mean, this isn't a trend that you want to follow. You want to follow good trends. You want to follow trends that entertain. This is not an entertaining trend. None of the inter- none of the regular trends have been entertaining. I mean, it, it, it's like, li- uh, I mean, their match at Mania, literally piss break. 
two seconds over, and then we have it again. It was this technically week. a minute. <coughs> Whoopty fucking do a minute, and then you have it this past week on Raw again. Yeah, this is what Samoa Joe's came down to: Samoan submission machine. Yep. But, he's supposed to be a force. I mean, I know he's had WWE title shots and stuff. It's really but same feud. But, but, as they talk about the the, the great part of Raw. The only good part of Raw. I thought the white thing was good. Oh, I mean, wow. but the true great part was Sami Zayn. Only because he's so on. He's so on with everything he's saying in these promos. It's actually. It's actually like, I look at Twitter and I see people tweeting. I'm like, what man? Sami Zayn is so right on. Yeah, and, it, and he's quite right about us right now. I mean, we're sitting here bitching. Well, I, especially I, you two. Well, I mean, but it's like it, it's more so. It's more so venting. It's not. You know, bitching would be like, oh my god, I gotta watch this shit again. I'm not gonna watch anymore. And then you turn around and sit there and watch the next week. Yeah, the whole, I'm gonna cancel it's like, my it's just, it's network like, subscription. Every week, yeah. every week of, I'm gonna cancel, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It's like, no, we're just venting because we love WWE so much, we want to see them do better, and they're not doing better. It's like... We- we know they can do better. That's the thing that is frustrating. And that, yeah, see, that's the frustrating, that, that causes you to vent so much because it's like, you know, you know they're capable of so much more than this. They prove it every WrestleMania season. Like, where's that intensity? Three hundred and twenty days of the year. Take away the three months of WrestleMania season. Where's that same intensity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, the Royal Rumble, the WrestleMania events can kick in high gear. Watching no, it's kind of Royal Rumble, and then you wait till freaking Elimination Chamber. It's more so turned into all right. It, you get hyped at Royal Rumble because, you know, whoever wins the Royal Rumble matches. And then you take February off, and then you wait, like, one week in March. You take three weeks of March and give a shit. And then, well, either way, though, he at least turns it in. We know he can turn it in because we've seen it right. a couple weeks before WrestleMania. But it's just like, well, the, 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 the great part is Sammy is so on point with his promos. <laughs> so right in describing the WWE Universe. It's actually crazy. I love every second of it because it's funny. You know, it's good to heal heat because when people get told what to do, when they get exposed, they get mad. Yep. So, Sammy is definitely a bright spot in Raw, which at least this week definitely did not have many of them. <laughs> um, no. That's safe to say. Yeah, definitely. In the show, we have the contract signed between the Dunny, oh my god, Universal Champion and AJ Styles. Um... I'm just gonna like point out the the phenomenal forearm through the table was sweet as shit. That it was, was absolutely that, amazing. That, that was badass. But the, how do you pull that off though? Like he phenomenal forearm. The guy's standing. All of a sudden, Seth just bumps through the table. Well, it's like the table was like Seth was standing there in front of the table, and when AJ hit the went to go for the forearm, he hit the forearm, but Seth kind of did like a small little jump back. And went through the table. <laughs> and it's like, but it wasn't a noticeable jump back because Seth was literally right there at the table. So he just kind of did like this slow, like really quick little jump back and it caused him to go through the table. Yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. It's always cool to see a table spot, that's for sure. Yeah. Especially other, since, you know, those table bins has gone cheap and you can barely break tables anymore. I mean, but it's like, that. even that itself, though, wasn't exactly eventful. I mean, the mic work was good. Don't get me wrong. The mic work was good, obviously, huh. between the two of them. The match is great, but it's too soon. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that. that's honestly should have been saved for SummerSlam. 
Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like we talked about last week, it's like it's probably going to be played out until SummerSlam. <laughs> that's the unfortunate part about the whole thing. Hey, you'll see a couple of matches. There's going to be some controversial endings, and we'll have. It'll be August before we know it. So. And then by Royal Rumble, AJ will finally win the Universal title. By Royal Rumble? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. But all right. Let's transition to SmackDown. Let's talk SmackDown. Oh, boy. So up first, we start with, uh, what was it? Kevin Owens crashing Kofi Kingston's interview. The Kofi's wrestling moment. They're reliving. And Kevin Owens comes and crashes it. Obviously, you know, expanding on his heel turn he did last week, which I also think was way too soon. Yeah. I, yeah. You you had you had a gold mine sitting there with Owens being you know running with the New Day for a little while, and you know it was definitely way too soon to initiate the turn because it's like people weren't obviously your 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 followers of the heel turn shit were like you know oh yay Owens is with oh he's not good thing I didn't invest too much time into it and because Owens is a, of course a natural heel but it's like if you wanted the impact of it you should have waited for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, and there's our angles. Keep them there in that big E turn hill. There could have been a couple things from that. Yeah, it's like you had so much more to expand on that you didn't expand, and it's just like, oh, yay, oh, no, <laughs> yay. Pretty much it's back to Kevin, you know, just beating up Xavier and Kofi trying to run in for the I, save and being pissed off that his friend got attacked again. I just, thought, of, I, just thought, I just thought the action figures were funny as hell, by the way. He had action figures, and he had a big E one with its leg taped up. That was funny. God, as hell. That funny. was funny as hell, actually. <laughs> yeah. So that was that, and then we had Bailey versus Becky Lynch. Yay! I'm just glad to see Bailey actually was able to have a one-on-one match with the champion this time around. At least it looks like she's somewhat getting decently booked. Well, yeah. and then after the match, we get a Charlotte beat down on both of them. Oh, well, you're with that then. So we, can, so we can hype up a match we've never seen before, ladies and gentlemen. At Money in the Bank, it will be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the first time ever. <laughs> Back to the original booking we were talking about. I mean, I'm sorry. I love Becky to death, but how can you get invested in a match we've literally been watching for like the last four years? Yeah, the title run sucks. I love Becky, but once again, they're doing exactly what they did to Daniel Bryan when he held both titles. Kane. Yep. Now we're just getting Charlotte and Lee. <sighs> I mean, the whole thing is just like it's. It, it, you wish you wish you could sit there and say it surprises you, but in the actuality, it really doesn't. And yeah. it's just like, oh, here we go again. Just it's, how it's things like, have been going. I mean, the it's match itself like, was good. It's kind of like. It's kind of like Alien and Becky. Yeah, so. it's like it's like it's kind of like the quote that meme that's going around everywhere. Ah, shit! Here we go again. <laughs> but hey, that was the first time we've ever seen because apparently WWE doesn't exist. I mean, NXT doesn't <laughs> exist in WWE. Oh yeah, that is it's, true. Guess, we forgot. I, guess, I mean, I know Hunter's trying to make it its own brand, but isn't still under the WWE's banner at the end of the day? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Vince still owns the company, and NXT's part of the company. And yeah, Hunter might have full control over it, but at the end of the day, Vince is still the boss, so he owns yeah. it. And Great NXT, booking. NXT is part of WWE. And wait, you're going to build this as we've for the first time ever? 
Yeah, really doesn't make sense. Uh, and then the rest of the Money in the Bank people were revealed. Bailey. Carmella. Carmella. Fucking, um, goddamn. It was Carmella, Bailey, fucking, who was the other two? I don't know. It was fucking, uh, it was Bailey, Carmella. It was very underwhelming. I know, it really was. It, Ember Moon. Ember Moon, yes. That's I, I, that's, that's why I couldn't forgot. I forgot, because, like, wait a minute, Ember Moon's in it? And, uh, uh, Bailey, Ember Moon. Mandy and Mandy. I forgot. Yeah, Mandy. yeah okay. like, it was Mandy. The women's mind the bank very much is underwhelming. And again, the guys isn't exactly bad. I would say, are, are either one of them technically overwhelming? No. I mean, oh. It's like, you, you can sit there and be like, all right, who's your hunch on this one? It's like, it'd be cool to see fucking Mandy do it. But at the same time, they're probably going to go one of the safe routes and do somebody like, you know, Natty or Alexa. You know, I somebody. mean, Bailey winning it would be cool. I mean, Bailey yeah, winning it would Bailey be cool. Bailey it. It's like, or they're just going to do it like Natty or Alexa. <laughs> like, What's the Alexa? Uh, that's the thing. It's like, you can be like, oh, yeah, Bailey would be cool or Mandy would be cool, but no, we're going to go the safe route and just do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of missed when Money in the Bank was an exclusive WrestleMania match because it stepped up. Yeah. Uh, can we uh, go back to that, please? Huh? Can we go back to Money in the Bank only being at WrestleMania, please? That'd be great. Uh, I know this is a lot of order. But up next, we got the Pirates versus local competitors. <laughs> another, <laughs> another, it's like, honestly, it seems like WWE's go-to book, or Vince's go-to booking, is just have your teams destroy, like, jobbers or local talent, <laughs> and expect that to do anything to impress anybody. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I know when you know you bring in local competitors, it's obviously people that you're eventually going to look at, down the road usually that's what it you know what it means or gives you an opportunity to you know see what you got but how is that supposed to build up anybody it doesn't ben Balor and i'm ali versus randy orton and andrade a thrown together tag team match to represent the <laughs> smackdown side of money in the bank oh like <laughs> we didn't see that monday <laughs> it's just so we- i don't know i mean, I mean literally like, like no there was that match there is no point there is no story. There is no story there. There is no point other than the fact that oh look, all four of these men are going to be in Money in the Bank, so let's split them up and do a tag team match, playa. <laughs> it was oh, and we can't forget. This today. <laughs> I mean, and and then of course we got the Hardy Boys relinquishing the tag titles. Forgot about that. <sighs> Good beat down by Lars Sullivan Which, again. And then again, we another trend here. Let's have a big guy destroy small guys. I mean, not that the Hardys are super small. I'm just saying, uh, yeah, that's supposed to impress somebody. Especially uh, him attacking him from behind. Like, what? How is a guy that size attacking <laughs> from behind? <laughs> how, how, is that, how is that supposed to like be like, oh, I can take Lars as a credible big monster guy when he's attacking two dudes <laughs> twice his size from behind? You know, maybe he likes to attack people from behind. But how are you supposed to build up a dude as a monster when he can't take two guys like that regularly? I, I say at I least somebody had Strowman doing all this. I mean, it was literally just the dudes always trying to. I mean, uh, it doesn't make no sense. It just doesn't make sense. And we got the big dog versus the B team. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I mean, with Elias as the special enforcer or some shit. What was his? <laughs> it's like, it's like okay. I mean, obviously, you know, I thought the B team were going to win that match. To be honest with you, I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I hope people can sense the sarcasm there. I mean, it, it's like I, I don't even know what to say at this point because it's like the, the build up for these matches is so horrible that it, it's like. Elias being the special, what is, what the hell was his official title? The special guest referee enforcer. Special guest referee enforcer, yeah. Okay, so what does that mean? Like, he's supposed to make sure the referee does his job? I guess. And it, it's just like, okay, this is your idea of how to build up this match. <laughs> I mean, build up in general. It, but it's just like, dude, how Elias is the A-plus player. He's the McMahon's chosen one. Like, dude. There, there's another hole in the logic right there. And this all started because Vince McMahon got punched in the face by Roman, even though Shane Lilly's been punched potato face in the face. Like, what? <laughs> Which, by the way, Vince sold that punch absolutely god yeah, about that, by the way. I'm just saying, the build-up. It makes no sense. It's like, the whole like The whole, like, if you think about the storyline in general, none of it makes sense. Like, I'm sorry, you can try to say Elias is the... A plus player and Roman's a B plus player, but the fans aren't stupid. We all know Roman Reigns is the golden boy around there. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's like saying John Cena wasn't anybody. <laughs> I mean, and they've tried to play this out like McMahon's don't like Roman like eight million times, but it's that's also been overplayed. I mean, didn't we see this view at WrestleMania 32 of Hunter? Yeah. Yes. I mean, credit. Yeah, three years different, but it's like. The McMahons and Roman have been feuding off and on for like four years. That's just it. That's another part of, like like we talked about, insulting intelligence. Nobody, How can you expect people to sit there and believe, you know, in your in your story? Because when you know for a fact that Roman is the guy. And, and Elias hasn't held one title yet. He's like, man, it's chosen. Uh, yeah, it's like, how can, you, how can you be a chosen one when you've never won the Royal Rumble, you've never main-evented WrestleMania, and you've never won the World Heavyweight title? And you get beat up by John Cena and Undertaker. Back yeah, and, and, I'll say, and, you, and you get interrupted by two legends and, like, demolished by two legends <laughs> at WrestleMania and Raw after. How can you expect anybody to believe that? I'd be. I love Elias. I just the storyline makes no sense. I love Roman. This is, but this is a terrible storyline. I mean, but it's just like anytime, anytime you try to play the whole, you know, we don't, we didn't choose Roman. We choose this guy. That just does not work. That that is immediately going to kill any interest in the storyline whatsoever. Right then and there, Shane's using the storyline twice. Uh, Elias is his enforcer. Bobby Lashley's his enforcer. Like. Who is on this god-awful writing team? Because I'd like to go down there and slap every single one of them for being well, absolutely just, you would, incompetent. You would get in there, you'd see who the, one of the writers are, and you'd uh-oh yourself. <laughs> no, I would not. You'd come in and shit yourself right when you saw them. You know what? I'm going to demonstrate exactly what your booking is. Uh-oh. I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> well, well, that actually does sum up the booking, though. Yeah. A grown man shitting himself. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. You people were joking when this dude Lewis sat in a taco and shit himself. He really did. That's an honest story. That's no bullshit. I didn't think we were going to bring this up on this episode of the podcast, but okay. Whatever. Gotta find something entertaining. Cause... Yeah, because it's like we're sitting here talking about two shows from the last six months. Yeah, that is true. 
But yeah, so that was SmackDown in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, the tag team champions weren't even on it. Well, they had to relinquish the tag team titles. No, I'm talking about the Iconics. Oh, were on oh, yeah, yeah. Show. oh yeah. It's like they weren't like your women's tag team champions. Again, great booking. They're not even on either show. They were on commentary for SmackDown during the local competitor tag match. Oh yeah. Okay, so your champions are on commentary. Yeah, and the weeks before that, you had them lose singles matches. Yeah, so exactly, like, what kind of build-up is that towards any potential match they're going to have in the future? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, you put them on commentary when Kyrie Sane and Asuka are destroying two jobbers, and it's like, oh, we're scouting our competition. No, you're just being horribly booked. Well, at the end of the day, they're still iconic. Iconic! But their booking is not iconic. What? I said their booking is definitely not being iconic. Oh, you're you, and you'll see us complain. (laughs) Ouch! (laughs) (laughs) Who's the tag-along, bro? Oh, yep. Yep. What? He's the tag-along. It's like ride-along, except he's just (laughs) tagging-along. Oh, you two are assholes. But, yeah, that was SmackDown. Yay! Uh, any closing thoughts on SmackDown before I get a little tangent out of the way? No, go ahead. Nope. No, go ahead, bro. So, I see people on Twitter, like, every day complain about the WWE, and also, but the same people complain about WWE or complain about AEW and independent wrestling, but why do people not want, like, why do people want wrestling promotions to fail? Exactly. You know, why do you wish that, yeah, you may not be a fan, but... Do people not realize when all promotions, you know, the indies are booming, and if AEW shows up and it's successful, it creates, you know, good environment in pro wrestling? Like, Lord knows we know, Lord knows we know Vince needs somebody to step up because that's about the best time he does anything. Yep. Like, why do people want a wrestling business to fail? It makes the wrestling world better. I'll never understand that philosophy. No. Now, you don't have to like AEW. But shouldn't you want to succeed because it makes the all-around business better? It makes, you know, work for the wrestlers. It brings something fresh to fans that may be sick of WWE. And all this, we're not saying we're sick of WWE. We're still going to watch. Yeah. So all this, you know, talking we've done, we know Vince can do better. That's what this is about, you know. But I just will never understand the theory of people that, oh, AEW's a piss-in. They'll be out of business in five weeks. I mean, I don't like TNA, but I I don't wish them to be – ever out of business. Like, exactly. Uh, like, like, why does there have to be one promotion, that's it? Or one company, like WWE? Yeah. Like, why? Like, both either of you. I mean, well, Dave I mean, probably has no half-the-indie promotions out there, so... Well, I mean, it's like, if you look at it in a nutshell, like, you hit the point there a minute ago, it's like, first off, it gives, it gives people who love what they do places to work. And also... As we've seen in the past, if you're if you're like if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I'm only WWE, okay, you should want AEW to to rival them. That's not their purpose, but you should want because that means Vince would have to step up. And it's like there should I mean, when has it ever been a bad thing to have multiple outlet outlets of wrestling? Because if you're a wrestling fan, you should want as much wrestling as possible to be successful. And it's like, you know, I'm with Dustin. I'm not exactly the biggest TNA fan in the world, but I don't want all those people to lose their jobs and have them close their doors 
because it's another promotion. People enjoy There are people that enjoy them. Hell, at Rebellion the other night, I saw a lot of people tweeting about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And it's like, Crockett Cup. I mean, yeah, it's like, and then, you know, the, the Crockett Cup tournament and all the, you know, New Japan's G1 and... Battle of Los Angeles. PWG's Battle of LA, uh, the Top Prospect Tournament. It gives you an opportunity to see new things and see new people. And it's like, you know, it it makes the wrestling, like like Dustin said, it makes the wrestling landscape better when there is more successful places. It's never a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my little tangent in the show. I, I don't understand why people wish, you know, I could, you know, people need the other wrestling to be better because first off, it creates an alternative. But Vince, like, no one's competing with him. But you know, he is aware. Why do you think he blocked as a recover? He is aware that AEW is there. If they show success, Vince may step up his stuff. Yeah. Like I said, you know, Tony Khan, Cody, none of them said they're competing with WWE. But Vince takes everything as a competition. If you see someone doing well, so it could be good. It gives wrestlers work. Gives fans something to enjoy. I don't understand, you know, why you don't want it around. That's, I, I guess, my whole thing. I, I mean, it's just like, why do you not want, like, indie promotions to succeed? Because it's like, if you've never been to, it's like, it sounds like to me, it's like, if you don't want an indie promotion to succeed, you've never been to an indie show. Indie shows are some of the funnest shows you can go to. Well, not everybody's into it. And it's like, it's like, even if you're not into it, it's like, why would you not want these people, you know, it's like, everybody gets enjoyment out of, Every you know certain things. Not everybody likes the same thing, but it's like it's not a bad thing. And you, it's like how you can sit there and people, how people can sit there and be like, oh, it's terrible. I want this promotion to fail, and they're just a t-shirt company. It's like why? I mean, it's like if somebody came up to you and said, oh, I hope your job shuts down because I don't like it. You know, <laughs> I mean, what would your initial response be to that? It's like, oh, why do you want me to lose my job because you don't like what my company does? It, yeah, it makes, it makes no sense. That's just how I got into the show because it's like I've been seeing it. it. I don't understand that. And you know, please, if someone watches it or what made this into show, please explain me if you believe that. Like, why? Yeah, that's like your philosophy. That. Like like, why do you? Why do you want it to fail? Why do you want it to shut its doors? Like, why would you not want wrestling to keep growing? Because while Dudley may be the head dog, you know, you guys are missing something great. You know, the wrestling world itself is expanded and. You know, maybe you know, opening your horizon. If you open your horizon, you might be you know amazed on what's actually out there. Yeah. You know, give things a chance before you just knock it. I guess like that's just how I want to end the show. But on this note, I guess we'll give the final things. I'm your host, Dustin Instructions. My host, the Shipster Baby, and Dave. Um, what, <laughs> what the, the hell? fuck was that? That was just uh. Creepy, but um, yeah. anyway, stay going, my friends. Deuces. Bye.